The Money Show. Business Unusual. With Colin Cullis. Business Unusual brought to you by Workforce Staffing. Is your business simply surviving or are you thriving with Workforce Staffing's leading agile staffing solutions? Talk to me about Bossware, Colin Cullis. What is Bossware and why are you frightened of it? Uh, Bruce, five years, almost to the day, 2017, we were discussing working from home versus uh, working in an office. Because it then was never going to happen, Colin. Unusual. I mean, it yeah, was it, pie in the sign nonsense that you were talking back then. I mean, what value on earth could that conversation ever have had? Oh, my goodness me. Yes, it just happened, didn't it? Well, well the thing that made it even less likely to happen is the reason we were discussing it that week in particular is IBM. And, and finally pulled the plug on a very long-running experiment it had been doing about leaving its teams to work remotely. And they decided to say, we need all of those teams to come back to the office, to work in set locations, and to either say, yes, we're coming back, and we will move to those locations where they designated those offices to be, or they would quit their jobs. That's how uh, decisive IBM was to say, we need to bring them back. And, and it was for justified reason. IBM had been doing this for very many years. They were the company probably with the most people that were working remotely. Uh, it, the nature of the work that IBM does, arguably, says, well, it's a lot more likely that you could set up uh, uh, teams to be able to operate remotely. They didn't require people to literally build something, so you didn't have to be in a factory. Uh, and they also didn't need to physically be in each other's presence to get something done. Uh, I remember at the time uh, I made the joke about you know rugby players saying, I'll work from home today, uh, and just knowing that that's kind of impossible. But the big reason why they did decide to get bring those teams back is that the team collaboration that that they need and we know actually works comes from people being together from collaborating and what the teams are finding is uh, ibm would have acquired companies and they just never really met you know any of their managers uh, teams working on marketing and sales would not be collaborating and so they said listen uh, it, it works for some groups but for the most part we need everybody back again so here we are five years later and rather than it being a question of can it work uh, we had to make it work and i must say in in one respect um, I'm really impressed with humanity that given the, you know, we didn't really have a choice. If you weren't an essential worker, you basically had to go and work. And, and if you didn't, I, I'm sorry, I have a cat causing drama in the background. Hopefully you can't hear it. <laughs> I, I, Working from I'm home, hearing eh? scratch. Exactly. Well, it, well, everyone's had it. Um, I was busy with a session earlier on today, and there is a puppy in the family who decided there was a moment to start barking like a maniac. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing. So we yeah. understand completely, Colin. So happy cat. Thank happy you, Colin. Colin. I'm, I'm grateful I'm not on the BBC with the cameras on because otherwise I'd have to point out what this cat has just gotten stuck in. Uh, so suffice to say... Would, now, you, like, would, would you like a moment to release your cat, Colin? Um, <laughs> no, no. He, he seems to be all right now. Okay, <laughs> good. Maybe he also likes the business unusual. So anyway, uh, five years later, we, we've got over the hump of saying, yes, it's possible. And I've got to say, it is very impressive that they were able to do so. But the challenges come from, from the repercussions of it. And Bruce, I'm going to set you the task of being the, the head of HC for our conversation. Uh, and your first scenarios would be sort of say, how would you best deal with the challenge that people working from home have with not being IT people? Now, Often, you know, people in the IT department are probably a little undervalued until something goes wrong, in which case they're the most important people and you need them there right away. That when you're working from home is kind of difficult. Uh, and so trying to fix your own PC when something goes wrong is asking somebody who got stuck on the side of the road to fix their own car. Uh, and so ways to, to make that easier uh, is bits of software like a Microsoft TeamViewer. Now, that is a very powerful piece of 
productivity software. It allows effectively that IT person to log into your machine and with you fix whatever's going on there. So that's the big positive part. But by the same token, it effectively allows them to take over your machine. They can see exactly what you're doing on the machine, whether you are aware of it or not. They can you constantly view it. And so this is where this notion of bossware comes in. Uh, it's bits of software that can track what's happening on your computer. Now, when you were in the office, that was happening. You had, uh, you know, office cameras could see how often you were at your desk or away from your desk. We kind of accepted that. Uh, and of course, you were using an office PC so people could see what you're up to. But now you've got this notion that you're working from home. It's probably a work laptop, nevertheless. Um, but somebody has got this ability to view what's going on. Now, you could argue uh, you want to stop people hacking you. TransUnion certainly would have benefited. A couple more people were keeping an eye on yeah. who was posting what and not having passwords used as password on some of their servers. Um, or stopping phishing attacks and hacking and, and, and the things of that nature, as well as the IT support. But the flip side of that is if you put the software on, is it justified or how much is justified to keep an eye on what people are up to? So there would be your first scenario. Where would you draw the line between this is support and that is spying? I don't know. Frankly, Colin, that's why I'm not the head of HR anywhere. Um, and it's such a, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's the short answer. I'm not the head of HR. Find a real one. I'm fired. I've taken myself out of the job. I think most people start with that saying, fair enough, we don't know. Uh, but then they're sort of seduced by the, the idea that somebody says, well, here's a report on how many people got a potential phishing attack in the last week. You say, oh, really? Six people in a, in a, in a business of 20. Uh, how many other things happened? What, what links were they clicking on? And then once you start doing this, so, oh, well, how many of those links were work-related and how many of them weren't work-related? And this is where you get to that sort of second scenario, whereas the, the, the head of HC and a manager of a, of a department, you've got to start asking, what is the actual output that you expect from somebody? Because a lot of people are asking people to come back to the offices. One, because they can. Two, because for some people, working from home is just not practical. It's, it's not easy to do so. There are challenges with having children, uh, pets, uh, your own partner, uh, uh, the internet connections, and every now and then load shedding, which really does impact on, on your ability to work. Typically, you go into the office, you know, you've got all of those sort of uh, um, elements taken care of, making it a little easier for, for, for that to happen. Uh, so that's a very big plus about having people come back. But also is the notion that, you, well, you can see somebody, they're right there in the office, they're obviously working, right? Versus, you know, when they're at home, you sort of have certain people who might think, well, I'm pretty sure as soon as you can sort of skive off or do something else, you, you probably are doing that or you're not doing as much as you should, you should be doing. I tend to think that possibly the opposite is true, that a lot of people working from home, because now everything has to be done via Zooms and these online online meetings, that some people were just basically in meetings all day, no chance to do the actual work they needed to do. As a consequence, they had to spend after hours or before work looking to get that work done. And while most managers will happily climb in and say, right, we're going to tackle these guys that aren't doing enough work, how likely are they to, come to, um, to, to go and say, listen, we've got staff that are working very, very long hours and potentially taking strain. And let's check that they're doing okay. So, so that's another argument for why you want people in the office. It's a little easier uh, for to see how you're doing that. Um, so now here's your next scenario after saying, okay, we are going to have people come back. Because uh, when we were talking about IBM and we were talking about it five years ago, the question was just, you know, where's a better place to work? Where's it going to be more productive? However, this time around, we've got the added challenge of saying, well, there's been a pandemic. Uh, and so when people are looking to have to uh, return to work, there's the complication of saying, well, there might be another COVID uh, wave coming. Uh, and there is still a risk that when you, you know, put people together and working closely together, they potentially could, could pick up the bug from each other. Uh, and so how much of, a, of a precautions, et cetera, do you put in place for that? And then the second one, and there were some surveys done, which is admittedly US surveys, and they, they sought to find the difference of opinions between how stressed you were, what you thought the biggest risks were. And they broke it down between those who were vaccinated and those who were not. And that, I think in South Africa is still an issue, despite 
there may be no hard uh, anti-vaxxers. There's certainly a lot of uh, vaccine hesitancy. There's certainly a lot of people who haven't gone to get their vaccines yet. Uh, and so when you start saying, okay, there's a vaccine mandates for the officers, you know, that can set some people to say, wow, this company doesn't appreciate me, doesn't trust me. I don't want to do that. You're not respecting me, uh, but you make me do it. And then when you do go back, for those who are um, doubtful about those who don't want to get the vaccine, might see them as being a greater risk. Uh, and then here's your next question as the head of HC. Would you disclose for the benefit of those who are vaccinated to know, listen, some of your peers opted not to get vaccinated, uh, you should or you're entitled to know that, or do you keep all of that status private? Uh, I, I, yeah, I can be fairly strong on it. And you say to people, you're expected back at the office and you're expected back at the office fully vaccinated unless you have a medical reason as to why you cannot be vaccinated. Otherwise, you need to work from home. Oh, you can't work from home. Well, terribly sorry. We can't have you come into an environment and put the rest of the workforce at risk. This is going to make me hated and I'm waiting for the emails and I'm waiting for the bile on social media. It's going to come. Uh, but I think we need to be fairly firm on this. Um, I, I really would prefer us to be firm on this um, because, yeah, it, it's the workplace is a place of intimate contact. And I think a lot of people would have agreed with you. I would have agreed with you. I'm slightly, I struggle to make that same argument as fervently now. Uh, and I'm going to use the sort of Australian Open and the, the situation with Novak Djokovic, because at the time it seemed like this is a rule. It's a very important rule. We must simply apply it. But as successive waves and successive variants have looked to be slightly less uh, dangerous, it might appear that, you know, requiring the vaccine uh, except for those who are particularly compromised or who really do need it, maybe isn't quite as critical. Uh, we don't, for example, say you've got to get your flu shot every year because that too may have that same preventative uh, and safety precaution thing. We sort of ask people to do it and trust that they do. Don't even get to the point of saying, listen, here's, here's who has and here's who hasn't got it. Uh, and I imagine at some point, uh, hopefully, the virus does get to the point where it is mild enough that it is sort of in that category. But it remains, uh, you know, not in that category yet. And so it, it, it will be something that will be, be difficult to sort out. Something else that I thought was quite useful in terms of people grappling with how to do this was, was setting up the, the sort of culture that they had at the work in the first place and why you need people to come back. And in 2017, we did a poll ahead of the show to ask uh, if you had the choice, where would you prefer to work? Your options were in an office, open plan, in an office, your own, from home, or a mix of office and works. And in 2017, the breakdown was 6.6% said in an open plan office, so least popular. In an office, your own, 16.6%. Uh, then from home, 23.7%. So it was a popular option, but uh, at the winning, that one, was 53% said a mix of office and home. Asked the exact same question ahead of the show this evening. And the, uh, the first one, in an office, open plan, 6.3%, almost exactly the same. In an office, my own, 18.8%, almost exactly the same. From home, though, rose to 46.9%. The majority of people said they now want to work from home. The mix from office home dropped down to 28.1%. And again, like you said at the beginning, probably because when we spoke about it in 2017, it was a pipe dream. It was a lucky if you would get this. Yeah, probably what happened. Let's just imagine it. But now that a lot of people have had that opportunity, and potentially those that have got a good environment and, and can you know, get rid of the distractions, focus on the work that they're doing, and perhaps their work is one that doesn't require them necessarily to do lots of collaboration, then they're justified in saying, hey, I want to stay at home. And so your final question I have for you is, as, as you ask people to come back and you have to decide, well, on what basis are they going to come back and how will we test if this is working, how long would you set for a test to say, while we work from uh, the offices now, 
this is going to be my measure of success to say, was the work from home hybrid better? Was the work from uh, the office better? Uh, where, where would you set some metrics for success to determine which is which is the better out of those two? I would measure it quarterly, I think, um, you know, and, and just see how performance changes quarterly. And you'll get some winners and you'll get some losers. You'll get some things that work out well and you'll get some things that are infinitely worse. And I don't think you can make a snap judgment. I think it'll take you quite a lot of... Uh, It'll take quite a lot of time, yeah. It would indeed. And, and I think a lot of people have the notion of saying, do not set it in stone. The, the, the point of an HC department now trying to say, we're going to pretend like we know what we're doing, so therefore we're going to determine you must come back, is what they're suggesting you don't do. And, and so your approach is say a quarterly, you know, something where you don't set it in stone. I'm going to review this in time. And if it is better for the company, if we found that actually our ability to collaborate and get work done and to be productive uh, from, from the way we were doing it, even though it was during COVID times, was preferred, then we can go back to doing that or create a new hybrid. Uh, and the final point I suppose I'd mention with that is, is again, going back to what is it that your, your job is defined as being. For some people, it was a time on task type thing. If you're a security guard, a salesperson, call center agent, et cetera, then you literally have to be there for the period that you're employed in order to handle and take those calls. But if like most sort of administrative, creative, office related work, it's sort of taking care of you know units of work, jobs to be done. And if you can get that done because you're highly efficient, and then have extra time on your hands so you can do something else, well, that, that would be optimized if you're not stuck at the office uh, versus, no, you, you know, you, you, you just got to be there the whole day. Uh, and, and one little notion of this, this notion of the, the Allen curve, it's an actual uh, sense they've got that collaboration and communication drops the further we are from each other. And so the final thing to, to advocate for those who, who, who should be in teams that work at the office is that to work closely together. You literally do have to work closely together. Anything over 50 meters. And effectively, it's as if those teams were remote anyway. So there hopefully are some of the scenarios that people are going to have to decide. Good luck for anybody as they return to the offices. And of course, there's an added complication now, and that is fuel from next week at 24 bucks a litre. Um, that's going to add to the pressure. People are going to say, well, <laughs> I can't aff- I'd love to come and work for you. I just can't afford to make it in today. And that's going to add some complication there, no doubt. Colin Cullis, business unusual on a Wednesday night. The ability to upscale or downscale your staff complement with ease is the kind of flexibility your business needs to succeed in volatile times. Take the guesswork out of managing personnel and rely on Workforce Staffing's compliant nationwide staffing solutions. Let your business thrive. Visit workforcestaffing.co.za now. Workforce Staffing, the preferred staffing partner.